1: We have special guest Jennifer Jordan, author of the book, Dadly Wisdom, the untold stories that represent the true faces of fatherhood. Jennifer Jordan, who's in California. Welcome to the Father Matter Show.
0: Thank you, Vance. Thank you for having me.
1: I, 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 I got to admit this, you and I for months been trying to schedule you to be on this show, either your schedule conflicted or my schedule conflicted, but you know what? We are now together on the Father Matters Show, and I want to hear all about the book, Dadly Wisdom. Tell us a little okay. bit about that.
0: All right. Well, it first came up uh, way back in 1998. My mother uh, passed away suddenly from cancer. And after that, I came to know my dad in a whole deeper way. And I came to really appreciate his wisdom as a father. Mm -hmm. And I just felt inspired then that I wanted to write a book to celebrate dad. I felt that more attention had been on the mothers and that fathers really hadn't been given the acknowledgement and uh, respect that they really deserve. So I really wanted to... Uh, write something where I could honor the father. So that was the original impetus, was just getting to know my own dad better.
1: Yeah, so you said when when, when your your mom passed away, did you grow up without your dad, or was your dad in the home?
0: No, I grew up with my mother and father, Uh and then in my early 30s, my mother passed away, Sorry. and so as an adult, I got to know my dad in a whole different way. How did you go,
1: how, how did you go about getting to know your dad who, who was in the same home with you growing up, but you say you finally got to know your dad? What did you find out about your dad in your 20s and th- your, your 30s that you didn't know about your dad when you was 12, 8, or 15?
0: I really hadn't seen the feeling side of my dad more. So when my mother got so ill, my dad sobbed in my arms. I had never even seen him cry once at all. So I really saw the depth of love that he had for my mother. And even though I I knew that he loved her, I never really saw his deep feelings. He never shared those with me. And he started telling me how much he loved my mother. And I just saw this whole more vulnerable side of him that I had never experienced. So partly it was just because we were sharing our feelings more going through the death of my mother and then uh, learning to put our lives back together again. And then also we just started spending more time together. We started meeting weekly for breakfast. And we did that for many years. So it was partly a time and partly just due to the the emotional
1: depth of the issue and I appreciate that because uh, and I love what you just said as an adult, you started meeting with your dad weekly um mm-hmm. be, because we we 're growing up as as children, we see our fathers as just the providers we come you know we most children have saw their father when he was home, most not all. Um, come home because he worked all day, so he just wants to read the newspaper and smoke a pipe or or, or read the newspaper right. and have a beer, <laughs> and, and that's it. You know, share your homework with your mom. Your mom will give you a bath. Your mom will prepare your your lunch for you. Now, I'm 48 years old, so I'm talking about when I was growing up back in those days because um, th- th- today, you know, uh, it, it's a, it is a little different, but you say you, you, you started doing, like, weekly lunches or breakfasts with him. What would have happened if you would have had like a weekly uh, breakfast with your dad growing up as a little girl. Can you share that a little bit? Did you, did you spend, did you spend time? Did you spend time with your dad or did your dad spend time with you when you was a little girl? Tell me about that.
0: Uh, My dad. Yes, he did spend time with me. I would say mostly we connected through sports. He taught me to play tennis. He taught me to play volleyball. Uh, We went to the beach a lot together uh, he also would help me with my homework, and uh, we did uh, games together, like we played badminton outside, so we did connect a lot, but it still it was on an activity level, so there wasn't as much sharing of, um, how are you really feeling, that kind of thing, mm. and that's what changed when I became an adult, it's like I could talk to him almost like a friend to a friend. Wow. Um, as opposed to, you know, we were just um, out there on the tennis court.
1: And, and, and I know I asked you a question and, and, and asked you another one. This This is so interesting because we're hearing from I'm hearing from a daughter. I'm hearing from an adult woman and I'm trying to put that together and I, I, again I didn't give you an opportunity to, to answer that but how would how would your life would have been different if what you started doing as an adult woman with your dad maybe if you had daddy daughter dates when you was a little girl growing up and not so much connecting through sports
0: well I honestly think I would have actually felt more special mm. and as a girl um, it would have really felt like a privilege Because my dad was extremely busy, like you described. Mm -hmm. He worked extra jobs. He also went to graduate school. So he was busy providing much of the time. So if he had really taken that time out to just talk with me like that, gosh, it's almost like I would have been a queen. Um, And I think for me as a woman, that actually would have also really helped my self-esteem. Help me feel better about myself as a woman as I grew up, because your dad is the first man in your life, and it would be like, oh my gosh, if I'm worth all that time, then I really must be something.
1: I really appreciate you sharing what you just said, shared with us, Jennifer, because those are the words of thousands upon thousands of women who listening to this show. But those were very important words for. Fathers who have daughters to hear that for you to say you 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 know, basically you would have felt like a queen. You would have felt more better about yourself than what what you do. And it's very important that we as fathers, especially as, as we have daughters, you know, we've like you said, you was the first man that he was the first man that you knew. So right. you, you, you see what I mean? So it's very important for us fathers to put that attention on our daughters because I share this a lot. Most of our daughters will grow up to marry the type of man that we are as fathers. And most of our sons will grow up to be the type of man that we are as fathers. So that could be good. And that can be bad. Right. You know, tell me a little bit about your chapter, my father, the inspiration. And then I want to dive deep into your book, dadly wisdom. Tell me about
0: that chapter. Okay. Well, again, he inspired me to write the book, and my father has now passed away, and he continues to inspire me just through who he was. And I would say some of the main traits that really have inspired me is my dad was really a person of joy, and he made the best of life, and he lived as full out as he could until he could no more. So, for instance, when he got so sick with cancer in the last several years of his life, he would go to chemotherapy and then he would go golf. He would, uh, when he could no longer do that, he would go at least ride in the golf cart with his friends. And so he would do whatever he could until he absolutely couldn't. So in my own life, Like several years ago, I um, was uh, severely injured when I was hit by a bike. And so the physical recovery was very long Mm -hmm. and very stressful. But I always remembered, okay, my dad was able to, you know, make it through. He would overcome various things. And that, that quality of persistence and tenaciousness has really gotten me through life. So he, and I mean, that's how I helped. That's how I was able to finish the book. Um, because through the ups and downs, I would think, also think of my dad. Like, he was able to make it through ups and downs. And so that fueled me to do, to do that as well. Uh, so that, he would tell me, Jennifer, you can do the deal. And so, <laughs> again, like several years ago, when I had gotten really injured, I was in a rehab hospital with a broken knee, broken shoulder, mm. had no use of the right side of my body. I'm right-handed, didn't know how I was going to finish the book. So I actually started writing with my left hand. And then when I got out of the rehab hospital then, I, was, I got um, the voice articulation software to be able to do it on my computer. So And then over time, I've gotten much better physically from those injuries. But again, I would think of okay, my dad going to chemotherapy, and then he would still go golf, and he would do those kind of things um, regardless of other difficulty was he was going through. And um, again, that's helped me overcome things that um, you know that I may not have had that courage and that drive to do otherwise.
1: What I love about this book. It, you can relate to this book you, you are a part of this book This book is called Dadly Wisdom You're listening to the Father Matters show With Vance Sims And today's guest is Jennifer Jordan Author of the book Dadly Wisdom I want to get deep deep into this book When we come back after this commercial We'll be back Father Matters presents Boot camp for new dads Come learn the basics of infant care and dad's important role in a baby's life. For more information about the Father Matters Boot Camp for New Dads, visit fathermatters.org. Topics include father's health before and after birth, postpartum care, supporting mom's needs after birth, and much, much more. Boot Camp for New Dads. For more information, visit fathermatters.org. Welcome back to the Father Matters show. We have Jennifer Jordan, author of the book, Dadly Wisdom, untold stories that represent the true faces of fatherhood. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. Now, Jennifer, we heard so much about your awesome dad, so much about your personal testimony. And thank you for opening up at the top of the show. Let's dive into Dadly Dadly Wisdom. Untold stories that represent the true faces of fatherhood. What made you want to basically go all around the country to interview dads to, and men to share their stories and testimonies?
0: Well, I really wanted to capture a global voice of dads. So I not only interviewed fathers in the United States, I also interviewed them in several other countries. And I just felt that it was almost like a mission of trying to capture a picture of the love of the world, almost like under the umbrella of fatherhood. So I didn't just want to hear the voice of the people who live in my community. Again, I just wanted to hear it from all over. And I, I think I was partly wondering if there would be differences between all the areas. Um, and then I wondered what was in common, um, and so that just became just an odyssey for me of finding that um, mostly there were a lot of similarities, even though the activities might be different, but that the love and drive of the father in Australia was the same as the father in Germany, the same as the father in Arizona, in California, et cetera. And, and, and,
1: and, and, that, when, and not to cut yeah. you off, but when you say the same heartfelt father from Australia to to California mm-hmm. to Arizona... Even did you come across even guys of different cultures and and backgrounds and religions and and, and races were pretty much the same?
0: Completely.
1: Yes. Completely. I I really needed you to answer that. Yes, I really needed you to answer that because we all put one, our pants on one leg at a time. Can you unpack that a little bit? Even though it is different all over the world, it's pretty much the same. Share that. What do you mean by that?
0: Okay. Well, all of the dads came from the place of all their actions, their thoughts, their feelings were all driven from their love for their kids. So if they were all working a lot, if they were all doing, um, you know, different activities with their kids, it all came from that standpoint of their kids were number one, they meant more to them than anything, regardless of whatever professional accolades they had and i talked to some extremely um successful men throughout the world regardless of the pinnacle of success they had reached that way financially or career-wise their kids were number one and everything again all their actions all their thoughts it was all driven from that standpoint of i love my kids i want to give them the opportunities they can have and um and, and that I'm here to be of, of service to them and really help them create a great life. They all had that same drive. And it was, uh, for me, listening to that, it was, it was one of the most um, inspiring things for me to just really get that sense of the love that was so dominant from these men.
1: And I love that. So, so when you interviewed black fathers, they felt the felt the same as the white fathers, who felt the same as the Australian fathers, who felt the same as the Latino fathers. Is that pretty much the same as well.
0: Exactly, yes. and they also felt the same as the foster dad, as the yes. stepdad, as the gay dad. As it the, didn't matter. Yeah, as regardless the regardless of the religion, no difference.
1: Yes, and as out of the wedlock dad, as out of the long distant dad. You know, we fathers, that core, and, and I love it earlier when you said your dad worked a lot. And see, the 60s through the 80s, that's how men, that's how fathers, that's how husbands express their love. Back in those right. days, the 60s through the 80s, you show love by providing. And then you started slowly seeing a shift from, you know, going into the early 90s throughout the 90s when fathers want to now be their son's uh, baseball coach, their daughter's soccer coach. And, I'm, and, and, and going into the 2000s, it's like you see father's who who are starting to be uh, uh, getting more um, custody of the children, they're now fighting for parenting time. They're not worrying about the stuff. And then that's what I share a lot with the fathers. It's like contentment versus materialism. Our children, our spouses don't care about the stuff. They want that consistency of us just being content. And And I've seen that shift, you know, being a child of the 60s. You know, and then being a a young father in in, like 1990 and now a husband and father, you know, 2016, it's like, I'm not worrying about the stuff. Get me a car to get me from A to B. Instead of 20 years ago, I needed to have the best, the biggest car in
0: the neighborhood. Right. And another thing I would say is that if there was one thing that all the fathers regretted the most for those who did have regrets, it was that they hadn't spent more time with their kids. Mm. Um, when they were growing up, because they were more involved with work or even going to school. And the main advice that all of the fathers gave for any new dad was to spend time with the kids, as much time as possible, and as much time as possible off electronics, so that they could genuinely connect.
1: That's powerful. There's a chapter in your book. Since you since you are a daughter, it's, it's it's called our respect. Celebrating daughters,
0: right? Can we <laughs> can
1: you unpack that?
0: Sure. Well, that was a dad who had two daughters, and he uh, actually was a professor at UCI. Uh, he taught, I believe, creative writing, and he had a wonderful way of expressing himself. And he in his chapter he tells about the birth of one of his daughters where he just really goes into detail of just honoring the whole, um, the female, uh, you know, physique that a little baby girl is born with. And then he talks about the joy when his daughters, uh, you know, first both had their periods. Right. Um, and then now his joy of being a granddad. So he kind of goes through the life cycle of women and really honors that. And one of the favorite quotes, um, of mine in the book is he said that um the sign of a really wise uh, man is that he respects women um and i must admit as a woman i mean i love that uh but he was really fostering mutual respect because he was honoring women and then in turn you know he also um you know just was having a lot of dignity as a man in the way that he so um you know was celebrating his daughters
1: what I appreciate, Jennifer, is you're sharing a little bit about you as a daughter growing up, because I think men all over this country need to hear from a daughter. But at the same time, mainly adult women who are daughters need to hear what it would have been like to to get more of or less of from their father, because we've got the opportunity to share this down to, to our children, to our sons, to our daughters. You know, and I appreciate that all that you had. What are some of the other things you was hearing from the men? What was some of the the heartfelt stuff? Some of the, you know, what were they saying from the heart? Some other things.
0: Well, at the end, I usually asked all of the fathers to define um, fatherhood for me. And they would all say something to the effect of that it was the best thing in their life. Mm. Um, Hands down, that there was nothing that could compare um, that they may have different issues going on at work, but being able to come home and spend that time with the kids was the absolute highlight of their lives. So they all said that being a father was the most meaningful, um, most precious thing that they had in their lives. I, I know one father, he was the yoga dad in the book, and he said it was uh, so special to see his his heart in in his fa and pardon me, his heart in his daughter's body, because she would do these really, really loving things, and he loved her so much that he, you know, really felt like he had been able to absorb his love, and and I thought that was really precious, just that connection that they had between them. Um, but again, they really focused on that there was nothing more important, nothing more valuable, and nothing more worthy of their time, attention, and honor than their kids, and being a dad, and also having as good a relationship as they could with their spouse, or, you know, ex-partner, or whatever the situation was, but really a sign of wisdom was that the the kids were first, and they were doing everything in their power um, that they could to, um, you know, really be of service to their kids. That's why I had the chapter on sacrifice, because they did a lot of sacrifices, but they did it, like, Completely happily, willingly, that it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't, they wouldn't even question themselves on it. It would just be an absolute because they were just so committed, you know, to their kids, and that was that was universal.
1: What do you want people to take away from your book, Dadly Wisdom?
0: I would say for um, for women, it would really be to uh, to celebrate. Well, really, to celebrate your dad, that would be for both men and women, to celebrate your dad. I think women would be uh, really enlightened by reading about all the deeper feelings of the dad. And I think for young dads or soon-to-be dads, they would get a lot of really good guidance for how to be a wise father. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, for uh, dads, I think they would just really have a great sense of camaraderie. And I would really hope that they would get that sense of acknowledgement and respect and celebration, because, again, that was my driving force. I wanted to celebrate Dad. So I really hope that people can really get that sense of the the honor and then also really see all this wisdom of dads. I felt like it was this untapped wisdom that mostly mothers had been listened to, which is wonderful, but that there's all this other wisdom of fathers with... Hadn't been heard, and so that's what I really wanted to unearth and celebrate. What
1: so about that's
0: what I would hope people would get?
1: What about the people who grew up without their father? Could they get something from this book as well?
0: Yes, I would. Uh, they would really get, I believe, a lot of surrogate fathering, and I think it would be helpful just even to be able to see there really are a lot of good fathers to almost like help them uh, get that new image in their brain uh, i think it could also teach someone to be a really great dad you know help teach a woman about the the greatness that's in a lot of dads if they hadn't had that experience so yes i think it would be very healing You know, to go through the journey of the book and read about father's love because they can absorb that also.
1: Now we heard so much about heal
0: themselves.
1: We've heard so much about this awesome, awesome book, Dadly Wisdom. We're about to wrap up, Jennifer. Where can our listeners go to get a copy of this book and to learn more about Dadly Wisdom and to get in contact with you? Give me all the ways that we can get in touch with you right now. Thirty seconds.
0: Sure. Well, it's available on Amazon. Um, People can get it through my website, gadlywisdom.com. People can email me at jenniferkarenjordan at gmail It's Karen with an I. Uh, they could contact me through Facebook at Jennifer Karen Jordan Author. Also on Twitter at jk jordan author. And people would be welcome to call me as well at five six two two zero eight four eight
1: six nine jennifer thank you so much for being on the show and i want to thank you for tuning into the father matters show send us your questions and comments to info at fathermatters.org thank you to my engineer uh, jeremy siegel see you next week at the same time same place have a safe week thank you and god bless